is Akshay. And we are very excited to be recording our first ever episode of the Two Body Problem podcast. So I think we should probably start out by introducing ourselves on the off chance that someone just stumbles upon this podcast and isn't one of our friends, because I imagine, you know, probably people who will be listening to this um, know us. Or in some time when we blow up, people might want to figure out where we started from. Yes. <laughs> Hello, everyone. As I said, my name is Akshay Agarwal, and I am a postdoctoral associate at MIT, and we'll talk about what those words mean. And my name is Sarah Goodman, and I am working at a nonprofit in the education space. And we are a couple. We both finished our PhDs from MIT. I graduated, I keep saying like recently, but it's actually a year ago. Um, I finished my PhD in material science and engineering. And I finished in, uh, my PhD in electrical engineering and computer science in September. So for me, it was pretty recent. And we had this idea to start this podcast because we thought it would be really cool to talk about our experience um, as a couple in academia and also to interview other couples in academia. And in academia, this is called the two-body problem. And it's a little bit of a play on words. So do you want to explain the physics behind what a two-body problem is? Yeah, so in physics, a two-body problem is um, any problem where you have two bodies, so it could be like two balls or two planets, um, and you want to figure out how they're going to move and interact with each other. So like like orbit around each other? Yeah, or if you have, if it's just two balls, then like how are they going to collide with each other? And so academics kind of appropriated that into describing what it's like to be a couple and one person is trying to find a job at a university and they're like, oh my gosh, my partner or my spouse, I need to find them a job. And so that whole predicament of trying to find two jobs in one area has yeah. now been called the two-body problem. So we did not come up with this title. <laughs> we don't um, like it much. I, I kind of hate that it's called this. Honestly, from the first time I heard this, I was like, oh my God, seriously. Because here's why I hate it, okay? Physicists call something a two-body problem. They're like, oh, I'm so cute. I'm a physicist. I'm so smart. But then on top of it, it's like, oh, look at me. I'm in a relationship and I'm a physicist. I don't know. I just, I just think it's a little obnoxious, but it's catchy. That's what it's called. So that's what we're calling this podcast. Okay. So we thought we'd explain a little bit about what we wanted this podcast to be. And so Akshay, do you maybe want to talk about how this idea originated? Yeah. So this uh, idea originated a few days ago when Sarah was stressing about not having much to do over the holidays. Um, this is a theme that will keep coming up over the course of this podcast. Um, and I suggested, hey, why don't we do a podcast together? I didn't have any specific directions or ideas in mind for what the podcast should be about or how it should how it should go. Um, but that seemed to really galvan galvanize Sarah to, to, you know, jump into action. And a few days later, here we are recording the first one. Yes. So, um... As I usually do, I completely hijacked your idea. Um, and here we are. 
So what we want this podcast to be is we want to do interviews with people in academia who've experienced this job finding where they're not only trying to find their job, but also trying to coordinate um, the job of another person who may or may not be their partner. I also want to just briefly say that calling this the two-body problem is obviously very limited. Um, There, you know, someone might be having this issue um, and having more than one partner or you are trying to coordinate with family members or siblings or if you're taking care of your parents or something so I just wanted to acknowledge the limitations of calling it the two-body problem um so right we want to interview people yeah and actually so I think that when we were you know and when we were in, in grad school both of us probably attended sessions where Um, professors would talk about how they found a job for their significant other. Um, And so I think that there's some content out there which discusses the hows of it, but not so much the relationship itself. And that's kind of what we are interested in, is how do you navigate a relationship in academia with someone else who is kind of in the similar field, but also is in a different field, so that there's both common things you can talk about as well as different directions that your careers might pull you in. So that's another thing we want to explore. That was so eloquent. Here I am spending like five minutes trying to explain what this is about and then Akshay pulls it off seamlessly in 30 seconds. So thank you for that. Um, that's, that's that. Yeah, I guess we should um, get into our topic for today, which is us. <laughs> our journey through academia so far. Yeah, so we kind of wanted to set this up and like we would answer the questions that we would want other people who come on this podcast to answer. And if I were interviewing someone or two people, I might ask them to just tell us about your journey through academia. So Akshay, do you want to start and just, you know, tell us about yourself? So how did we meet? Um, Yes. No, not how did we meet. Your career journey. Oh, my career journey. Okay. Career journey. So I um, am originally from India and I did my undergraduate at the Indian Institute of Technology in Bombay and I finished that in 2014 and immediately came to the US to start my PhD in electrical engineering and as I said before that finished in September of 2020 so it took me a good six years and um, so after a PhD if you're interested in doing more research you can do what's called a postdoc or a postdoctoral associate position where you basically continue doing research and you have some more responsibilities, um, such as like managing other students, writing proposals and grants. So that's what I'm doing right now. And were you in the same research group during your whole time as a PhD student? Yes. So I, um, for, for the entire six years I was doing my PhD, I was in the same group and um, I'm also continuing currently as a postdoc in the same group. And I should add that, um, and Sarah, will prob- we will probably elaborate this a little bit later, but my original plan had been to do something else. And because of the whole COVID pandemic, my um, the, our situation kind of changed. And so for now, I decided to continue on in uh, my same research lab. 
Yeah, and the way we've decided to do this um, when we're talking about our careers and stuff is just to not name any names. Um, if you're really curious, you can Google us. You can find out who we worked for, um, but we're just going to avoid mentioning specific people. Um, so for me, I did my undergrad at Rutgers University. Um, love Rutgers. <laughs> I majored in chemistry, and I got involved in research in my second year at Rutgers and I really, really ended up loving it. So I worked in a materials science lab uh, for three years um, while I was you know, doing my undergrad and that's kind of where I got the idea, oh, I should apply to grad school for materials science. Um, so then I went right from undergrad to MIT where I actually started working in an electrical engineering lab, which is how Akshay and I met. Yeah. Um, so I worked there for about two and a half years. Yeah, um, then I, yeah, two years. Then I switched, actually, no, I think it, I think it was almost three years. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then I switched advisors and then I ended up in a lab in material science and engineering where I finished out my PhD. Um, I switched career paths all over the place between the end of my PhD and now. I was going to teach high school, then we were going to be postdocs in Singapore, then the pandemic happened, then I did a bunch of online teaching stuff, I applied for maybe like 15 adjunct positions, nobody got back to me. Um, and I did a lot of babysitting and just totally random things. And then um, I found a job. So that's great. Yeah. And, and actually, so I'm curious to know if you faced a similar kind of de decision at the end of undergrad or did research seem like the thing you wanted to do? Yeah, that's a really great question. No, I was all in. I was very much like, this is my sole purpose in life. You know, doing research, it, you feel so powerful. You feel like you have control. You know, I was in the lab, I was making nanoparticles. I was like, this is the best thing ever. Mm -hmm. And I was 100%, you know, I want to go into academia. And by go into academia, we, we usually mean like become a professor right? Or like yeah, a yeah. research scientist. And that's as opposed to going into industry where you work at a big company. Or... Yeah. Um, not that those are the only two career options out there, but in grad school, that's usually the question like, oh, do you want to go into industry or academia? Um, I that's did a... not the option that we probably are going to end up taking. Right. I had a brief stint where I was into policy. Um, maybe I'll go back to that. Who knows? Um, but yeah, a lot definitely changed in grad school, and I decided that academia was not where I wanted to be. So we um, mentioned this briefly, but maybe we should expand a bit more upon how we met. So as Sarah had said, we started off in the same research lab, and I have a very distinct memory of the first conversation I had with Sarah. So we were going to our group meeting, which... In a lot of research labs, the group meets on a regular basis just to discuss how research is going. And so we were going to the group meeting and Sarah was at the door and I think she held the door open for me and she said, oh, hi, I'm new here. My name is Sarah. And I said, hi, I'm also new here. My name is Akshay. Um, so that's literally how we met. Um, and 
yeah, we kind of became friends over the course of the next year. I think, I think the first time that we went to a conference together, which was in a, a few months after we had gotten to know, to know each other, was when I really started thinking of Sarah as a friend. Oh, that's so nice. Um, so my this is not my very first impression of you, but this is actually from when we first worked in the lab together. I think I've told you this story, but like we were um, working on this microscope together. So it's called a TEM, Transmission Electron Microscope. It's this huge microscope and there's a lot of different controls and it just takes forever to get it set up. And so we were new to learning this microscope. Um, we kind of had no idea what we were doing. And for whatever reason, the two of us were trying to figure this out together. And we were there like pretty late at night, like because um, these microscopes usually are booked solid. And so I guess for whatever reason, we could only get time at night. And also, and also, if you want to do like an extended experiment on it, it can take several hours. So you, you start at 2 or 3 p.m. Even you could it could go on until like the middle of the night. That's right. That's right. So I remember you were just you know, doing whatever, like trying to focus the microscope and doing different things on it. And you were mumbling and I could not hear a thing you were saying. I was like, oh my God, I cannot tell. Is he trying to talk to me? Is he just saying things himself? Should I be like, what? I didn't hear you. And I, I think I kept being like, okay, sorry, sorry, what? Sorry, what? And I was like, oh my God, I literally cannot handle this. I think I'm often unaware of how softly I speak. Hopefully it is not a problem on this podcast. Fun fact, um, I'm at least twice as far back from the microphone as he is right now. Um, and so I, I think throughout that whole thing, I was I was worried that you were like, because I didn't know how good or bad you were at using the microscope. And so I was constantly thinking, oh gosh, he's just judging me and <laughs> messing everything up. Because these are like really big expensive tools and um, it's really... Um, at the time, I thought it was like really easy to just mess it up, break it. And so I was very nervous about doing anything on it. So yes, that's my part of the story. Um, no, I mean, I don't I don't think I was actually like <laughs> mad at you for, for not like enunciating. I was just like, I'm honestly not sure what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Um, but I guess, you know, we made it work because here we are um, six years later. Now, to be clear, we actually did not start dating um, until after I left that research group. Now, 100% nothing wrong with dating your lab mate. Totally endorse it. But, um, I, you know, just I'm sometimes a little bit sensitive around this topic because the situation of me leaving that group was a little dicey. And, you know, mm. I just I just want to put the facts out there. Yeah, I think the timeline was that you left the group and then we stayed friends for a few months. And... Um, it was after that that we started going, started dating. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, by the way, right, so what we're doing here, we wanted to kind of answer questions that we would want to ask mm. other people who come on to this podcast. Mm. Um, if, you know, hopefully people will agree to come on this show. <laughs> so you were telling me about your first impression of me, and maybe I can tell you about my first impression of you, which is also, I think, something that we've discussed before. But... 
Um, Sarah would come into lab every morning, like clockwork around like 8 or 9 a.m. And I, on the other hand, am not a very regular person. So I will sometimes wake up super early and come into lab at a similar time, but sometimes I'll wake up at like 1 p.m. and I'll come in later. And so I was just very impressed by how Sarah managed to like just keep coming in and be being regular because that's something that I aspired to and I was like man she's really killing it in grad school meanwhile I was the only person in in our year in our the, there was a cohort there was another guy um mm. who started at the same time as us I was the only one who didn't have a master's degree coming in so I was like shoot like I'm behind I have to I, the least I can do is come in early and come in regularly um so a question that I would be interested in asking other academic couples is what is the biggest science related topic that you argue about? And so I'm actually really curious, Akshay, to hear your answer to that. I think that uh, the thing that comes to my mind immediately is, so we are both people who really enjoy teaching science. And we've actually done a lot of science teaching together in our time in grad school. And that's been some of the most fun memories that we have, at least that I have. <laughs> um, and so one thing that we talk about and argue quite frequently is um, the kind of the balance between teaching science in a way that's accessible and like using metaphors and using experience from, experiences from everyday life and teaching the correct facts, you know, or like discussing things that are mathematically precise. And I think that I tend to fall on the, on more of the let's, for let's like try to make our metaphors as mathematically accurate as possible. And I think Sarah tends to fall more on the let's make our metaphors more accessible and the math can follow later. That's exactly what I was going to say on the biggest topic we argue about. Um, and I, I think that we, over the years, have converged on a medium of that. Yeah. But definitely, like, when we first talked about it, I was a little bit put off, not going <laughs> to lie. I was like, okay, so what, you have to be a genius to understand quantum <laughs> mechanics? Like, we can't just take a step back, put the math aside and, you know, be like box open, box closed, alive, dead, you know. And I think, you know, it's more about getting people interested mm. than it is about them being able to repeat the whole thing to someone else, I think. And as long as it's not a topic like healthcare, where, you know, knowing a fact is literally life or death. If it's just quantum mechanics, we can be a little bit chill about that. Yeah. And I think that what happened in my case was, uh, and I think that this is something that um, happens in academia is you get so like into how beautiful and elegant your field is that you can't possibly imagine not teaching everyone how beautiful and elegant all of the math is um, but I hopefully I've gotten over it <laughs> um, so now I think it is time for a brief commercial break aka shameless self-promotion <laughs> So, Sarah, um, I've been wondering where I can find more masks to kind of wear over this pandemic. Oh, so do you mean like a boring mask or like a cool, fun mask? Well, I really like the ones that I've seen you wearing. So where have you been finding those? Oh my gosh, great question. So there is this Etsy shop. It's called Siblings Who Sew. 
and you can go on there and check out all of the masks that they have. Wow! So who are these siblings who sell? Oh, um, so actually one of them is me and the other one is my brother. <laughs> wow, you've secretly been making masks all this time? Yeah, jokes aside, I also have an Etsy store. Feel free to check it out, feel free to not. Siblings who sew, so we just wanted to throw that out there. Also, if any friends who are listening to this have small businesses that they would like to promote on our podcast for free, let us know. Okay, so I think that sums it up for what we wanted to talk about on this first episode. I think um, just to... Well, do we have to reiterate our main points? This is a podcast, not yeah. a paper. <laughs> um, I think we should. Okay. I think that you put it really eloquently where we want to talk about not just the how-tos of finding a job together or in the same place. We want to talk about what what is that like on the relationship level. Um, what we want to know, you know, what is it like to be in a relationship with someone who's close enough to your experience that you can you know you can relate with them they can relate with you but also whose career might be taking them in a different direction than yours and how do you strike a balance how do you find ways to support each other i wonder if this is a problem that a lot of people have i mean we met a lot of academic couples throughout our time in grad school and i was always curious to know what what they were what you know what they were going through that's true but maybe other people just have this perfect balance of so, work and life so here's the thing we have over the past year um we have had plans to do two at different points of time two jobs together like first it was the postdoc and now it's um the job at an educational nonprofit that we will be doing next year um and both times we were being interviewed by the person who was, was going to hire us and both times they asked us so are you guys okay working together do you have any issues and i personally can't imagine anything more fun than working with sarah Aww, thanks. um and so that made me curious wait uh, am i missing something here are there are there things we should be looking out for and so when we were considering taking um this first job that we were offered together um, I was talking to a friend and he was like, I, you know, I don't know, like, are you sure that you want to, if you're being in a relationship with this person, are you sure you want to work with them like in the lab or something? Because what if something happens, you know? So I guess, you know, all of you guys will get to hear it from us as we <laughs> navigate, um, you know, not not only being in a relationship and working together, but it's the pandemic. We're working from home. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, we're we're sitting here all day working together and then doing everything else together so i foresee a future podcast called it's ruined <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um okay so i think that's pretty much it for us and we also wanted to ask if you or someone you know um would want to come on this podcast and tell us about your experience i mean it could be related to any of the things that we've talked about or none of the things that we've talked about but we would like to interview people and if you would like to be interviewed um we would love to have you so definitely let us know you can also follow us in each of us individually on social media so again i am sarah goodman my instagram is at sgoodman314 and i'm akshay agarwal my instagram is at 
Akshay AG019. Um, he doesn't post very often, so we should encourage him to um, make more of his nice science communication posts. And you can follow this podcast on Instagram at the Two Body Problem Pod, and that's the word two T W O. And you can follow us on Twitter at Two Body Prob Pod, and that is also the word two. Okay, well, thank you so much for making it through this with us, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.